Because we friends, you know, I feel like we can have these conversations. I mean, that could, that could change. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> the fuck? <laughs> but, but I, 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 I promise you, right here, I got a homie. He's the biggest Cowboys fan in the world, and I hate it. So when I seen the score, I'm like, uh, I'm already thinking what I'm gonna say to the nigga. Like I had my 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 Facebook posts already pre-typed. Like I was I was ready. And then Drake called me like, man, these niggas came back. I'm like, oh, okay, well they gonna they gonna hold on to it. And then I got a. It's saying that they hit a field goal, dog. I was sick. I mean, the Falcons on Falcons, like it's, it is what it is. I'm sick of being a laughing stock of the NFL, though. Like, my God. Are you really though? Because I think the Bears got y'all beat, bro. Uh, it's neck and neck. But when Bear, but when Chicago Bear fans start talking shit to Falcons fans, I don't know, it's, I don't it's know. Like, it, it was pure entertainment to me. But I, I know, I because I feel like you guys are better. I honestly feel like you guys are a better football team, like all around. I think we got a better defense, yes, but y'all a better football team all around. So that's why I, I had my jokes, cause you know. I I think it's time for a new coach. I agree. Personal opinion. That's this this time, and you know I, I don't want anyone to lose their job, but that's the nature of coaching. I mean, that's not like a oh my god, I lose this job, I'm on my ass. They make. He'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll get another job. Like, yeah, yeah no, I don't feel bad. About even that. if he drops to college or high school, he won't get college or high school salary. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he'll be good. Yeah, man. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and introduce this shit, man. Uh, so, so everybody, man, welcome back to the ADHD podcast. We are back with episode 12. I'm here with my ho- my co-host Sunny Trill. ADHD podcast, man. Happy to be back. Happy to be a part of this officially. Shout out to homie Trey for bringing me on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. They made it official, man. I see you brought some followers over to the social media side, man. I was, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to take it to the next level, man. You know, I, I believe in this. I feel like it's a good thing we're doing, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm See what you got to do to be successful in life? You got to get a rapper involved. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I was just like, man, motherfuckers, they followed this page in weeks, bro. Hey, man, you know. That may be true. I always thought it was you, you get you a white guy. Follow I mean, rich white that's, guy. Yeah, 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 that's that's Follow another rich. way to go about it. That's another yeah. way to go about it. Yeah, man. How you been, man? What you been up to this last week? Oh man, I had a busy week, but uh it was productive nonetheless. You know what I'm saying? Got some things done musically. Uh got a little in studio vlog I shot that I actually just dropped oh. a few minutes ago. Um <laughs> So yeah, I told you I was gonna be bringing the content. I I, I didn't want to disappoint, and I got another song coming out in about two weeks. So, okay, you working on content, man? You know, booked and busy. Yeah, trying to be, man. <laughs> trying to. Be. Yeah, man. Yeah, you gotta let me know when the stuff like that drop, man, so I can put it on the page and shit. Man. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because it's like it's a podcast page. It's like, what the fuck do you post on a podcast page? Oh, the whole. You know, I, I, and you know, I was I was thinking about that. I'm like, all right, how can I, you know, engage a little bit more on the page? I don't know what the, you know, like what do you? Bro, I put in a hashtag podcast, and I'm like, okay, that's what that's what niggas posting. All right, cool. <laughs> oh, like does it like other than other podcasts? I don't understand what what are we supposed to. We gonna keep it real here, so we ain't you know. <laughs> no, nah, it ain't no it ain't no fake shit. Only what we doing. Yeah. But yeah, man, I had shit going on for real. I um worked. Yeah. I, I left the house this weekend. I went to yeah. You get out in the mix. Uh, well, I didn't get mixy. I went to uh, I went out to eat. 
Where you go? I went to Doc D's. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be real though, bro. Like, I'm actually fucking with quarantine restaurants, cause like this is one of those restaurants where, if it was fully open, like everyone would have been on top of each other. Right. Yeah. No. You no. Know I'm what I'm saying. Yeah, but because it's quarantine, man, you go in there like people ain't all on top of you, man. You can have a conversation without yelling at the top of your uh, top of your I lungs. Love it. I ain't gonna lie, I love the service. Be better, you know. Yeah, yeah, my waitress was super attentive. Uh, she gave me nice suggestions and shit. Uh, you know? Yeah, no, I'm I'm digging the quarantine vibes. I ain't gonna lie. I went out for the first time. I was at last week. Mm-hmm. It was just the setup was just nice. I had my own little area to myself. You know what I'm saying? It was it was cool, man. My waitress came back every five minutes. Asked me how I was doing, like, I'm cool. Yeah. I, I like it, you know. Ain't too I'm, crowded, you know what I'm saying? So I'm a little worried though. I uh I'm going, <laughs> I'm going home uh Friday. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll uh, be y'all ain't never closed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna be in chat. I'm gonna be in Atlanta. Like it's a lot going on out there. Yeah, yeah. So and 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 I kind of made the mistake of kind of telling people I'll be home. So like the the plans is flooding in. I'm like, damn, am I really gonna be about this life? You gotta hit. You gonna hit the streets? What's up, man? I'm gonna flake like a motherfucker on people. People hate me. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Let me ask you this real quick. What's your go-to flake line like? Oh, don't answer. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you just go. <laughs> I'm horrible, bro. I'm horrible. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I see y'all there. And I'm like, hey, oh, no, I... <laughs> so, here's the thing, bro. Here's the funny thing. Cause it's cause it's not that hard for me. I uh my, my ringer is never on. I never saw my phone. Like phone notifications like annoy me to a level that probably really? most humans can't relate to. Like it gives me a level of anxiety I don't fuck with. So my phone's always on silent, literally 24 right. seven. My, my ringer's never on, but I'm, I'm used to it. Right. So if my phone isn't next to me, it ain't so, going to exist, right? In, in those situations, the uh, phone won't be next to me. I hit him up later like, my bad, man, shit, <laughs> No, nah, you know, my, I think my go-to and and shout out to my sister Kathy. Forgive me, I, I blame it on her. Like, oh, I gotta watch the niece. My sister gotta work. She oh, got that's funny. You know so that's my go-to plate line, man. Yeah. Kathy, you know, but I yeah. sometimes you just don't. You know, you know how you you get invited somewhere early in the week, and like you you like yeah. Then that day come, you be like, I do not want to do this. Like, yeah, no, I totally relate. I get it's, that a lot. It's one of the reasons, man, like I, I have an issue planning shit. Like, cause it's not because I can't plan. I'm a great planner if I want to be. I just might not feel like doing this shit eight days I later. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> I bag a lot, bro. Like when I get to the day, I'm like, I just want to sit in the crib, bro. I don't even want to go. Yeah, there. yeah. I don't want to go to a fucking apple orchard night anymore. Like the, the feeling has left. <laughs> I never, I'm cool on that, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that's that's kind of what it is, man. Yeah, man. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get right to the shits, man. So, um, you know, I, I you know I ain't gonna front. I was telling you pre-production, man. I'm I've been really obsessed with this uh this Mike Tyson Roy Jones fight <laughs> to an unhealthy level, Sonny. Like, like I've been looking up videos. I've been looking up interviews. I've been looking up like newspaper articles, all types of shit. And I've come to the conclusion that. Roy Jones needs to fake a COVID case. 
You think he needs to fake it? I mean, honestly, if he does, will we believe it though? I mean, we know he's scared. I'm scared. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm terrified for that. Mm-hmm. I've seen the two videos, right? Mike showed his video. He he punching the shit out that bag. Violent as fuck. I'm thinking, like, how could you be this nigga's trainer? You're, you're, you're crazy. Right, and right. Boy, he just kind of tapping the bag, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, Sticking and moving. He's he looking good, you know. Yeah. Like, he's going to kill that nigga, bro. Like, <laughs> that nigga finna die. Like, I'm not even finna sugarcoat. He finna mm-hmm. beat the shit out that nigga, bro. So when I first heard about this, I was like, man, why are these two old niggas doing this, bro? Like, Mike's 50, just turned 54. Yeah. I don't know how old Roy is, but I actually That's was like... Roy maybe two years younger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and listen, not for nothing, like, people shitting on Roy Jones online, like, like the song say, y'all must have forgot, Roy was a motherfucker. And like, oh, that no, was... No. The, that, absolutely. And that was the thing back in the day, if all the shit hadn't happened with Mike, that was one we all wanted to see. Back in the day, but uh, same back in the day for one. <laughs> for two, as you said, Mike starts coming out with these videos of shadow boxing and 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 hitting the mitts and 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 hitting the heavy bag and and it just looks so violent, bro. Like you're you're you mentioned in, you mentioned in pre-production, man. Like you're flinching. I was doing the same. Nah, I, I, I you know I felt like he was swinging at me, but like, <laughs> and, I, and I I was legit like. That's a scary person. Like it was a horror movie. Yeah, like, yeah, nah. He different. He different. Yeah, yeah. And I and I wonder. I know the whole um guys behind it was. I guess it was a charity fight, right? Yeah, it is. That don't look like anything charitable <laughs> at all, bro. Like that don't look like nothing charity driven at all, bro. That hey, looks like I'm trying to show niggas that I can still beat ass. Hey, Apollo Creed died in a charity fight. <laughs> I might be showing my age, but Rocky Three is exactly how he died. It was a charity fight. Roy might die, bro. I, Bruh. I'm not, and, I, and again, I'm not because I, I think sometimes people um, look at you know age fighters and think, oh man, I could take him. That's not what I'm saying at all. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure the average person, Roy, will knock your ass out still. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when he's in the ring with that man. I don't think I don't I, I fear for him. I fear for his children, you know. So there's a few things that that in in my my unhealthy obsession with this fight that, that, is I've, <laughs> that, that I've come across, man, that just really, really terrified me. The first thing is Mike actually said the thought of hurting someone arouses him. Mm-hmm. That, that's I, I don't want to fight nobody like that. Like, if you're that bloodthirsty, no. The other thing that bothers me is I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, shout out to white ass Joe Rogan. Uh, <laughs> and the nigga was telling, he was telling Joe Rogan, he things are so different for him now than when he was in his prime because you know, for one, he don't have all of the bullshit in his corner of people, you know, just trying to make a monster out of him. Absolutely. But he, but he, the advancement in medicine. So he, so Mike is taking care of himself. Like, so I, I don't know if you, if you know, but you know, Mike owns a marijuana ranch. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. In, in Nevada. He quit weed. He quit drinking. He started waking up at four every day, four four a.m. every day to run five to eight miles. Mm-hmm. He's on this rigorous routine. 
He's doing cryotherapy, therapy. He's doing stem cell treatment. He's doing everything a person with money can do to take his body to the next level. And here's my thing. We see what that look, what Mike Tyson looks like without that. <laughs> now you're talking about someone who's using all of modern day medical advancements mm -hmm. within the, the, the rules and constructs of boxing and you know right. not, not using growth hormones nothing like that but he's just really taking care of himself he's doing cryotherapy every day he's doing stem cell treatment he's doing all this other shit that that's terrifying and he's sober sober he's sober people don't understand how much of a beast he was and what was when he fought Buster Douglas? He stayed out till six, seven in the morning with Bobby Brown, and then got and and fought at a high mm -hmm. level. Mm -hmm. This man is completely sober. He's completely focused, and he has all this technology. Just and I'm not. And again, I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to make it seem like you know Mike can get out here and just dominate. But I, 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 I don't. I think he's really trying to get back in the ring. Why else would he? What he uses, I, I think. Somebody... Well, he talked about. Um, he talked about some. Some there were some talks with Tyson Fury. There were some talks with a couple other guys that were like serious. Yeah, no, no. I think somebody's gonna take him up on. I, I, I think he's gonna get in the ring. But here's my thing, man. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, if, I, if if the technology's there yeah. to keep your body intact, if you're capable, why not? No, I don't. I don't. I honestly can see him back in the ring. You know. And yeah. I don't think he wouldn't do well. I think he would do well, you know. I don't I don't have any doubt in my mind that I'm like I said, again, I don't think he's gonna shake the boxing world up, but I definitely think he can compete. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. Yeah. I just Roy Jones, man, you're one of my heroes, bro. Find yeah. a, find an excuse, please. I'm a, I mean, I'ma watch it if he goes in there. <laughs> I got to. I got to. Man, take all of this 6999. I just I, I see the focus and I even when he talks about, like you referred to the, the Joe Rogan podcast, just hearing him talk about how he feels about himself now that he's not boxing, you know, this man yeah. is bred to fight. You know, I yeah. think he started tearing up at one point. Saying, like, I feel like a I feel like a bitch, you know, because <laughs> I'm not fighting anymore, you know. And, and then he, he gets scared. He says, I scare myself sometimes. Because I know if that person comes out, it's going to be hell to pay. And I promise in that moment, I didn't even think he was talking about boxing. It's not, <laughs> I was that shook when he said that, bro. Like, bro, that's know the mentality that man had at 50 years old. Bro. Here's the crazy thing, though. Um, Roy Jones has come out and said some things. And we're not the only ones who feel like this. <laughs> Roy don't probably don't. He's oh, he probably don't have social media, so all this shit gets to him late. He probably <laughs> like, like, oh shit, oh this nigga serious. Yeah, I think Roy seen the videos. Was like, yeah, man, I might have, I might have jumped the gun a little bit. <laughs> he probably thought he was looking at Fat Mike, bro. He probably yeah. had no idea this nigga was working out the last two years, bro. Like, oh man, man, bro, I just, I, hey, man, I. Again, Roy, you not no bitch, bro. But if you back out, I ain't. Oh, gonna I totally that. understand. Like, listen, I'm gonna take up for him. If any, if like, if Roy Jones backs out, niggas start talking shit online. I'm going on a Roy Jones campaign, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. I don't know no nigga that jump in the ring with him. I don't care how much money. I'm not man, doing this. 
Mm-mm. They can pay me a billion. I'm not doing that shit, bro. That shit gonna hurt. Mm-mm. It hurt watching that video. Not doing it. Bro, the, the, like I said, it's so violent, man. And then the sound behind it, like it's it's recording. Some of those are, are camera phone recordings. And you hear that smack in the, in the Let woof. me ask you this. If you're his, how are you his trainer? The guy holding the bat. How are you even able to stand there? Like, that's a brave dude, bro. Bro, I've I've been at the boxing gym and hit the hit, hit the mitts. And the trainer's been like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't imagine Mike Tyson. <laughs> And that was an older mix. dude doing it. He looked yeah. like, you know, he, uh, uh. I, man, bro, it's just the, like you said, the violence behind it, bro, like to still have that. You can't tell me Mike can't get no ring and, and, and at least hit a nigga like that, bro. Like, and here's the thing, man. One of the, one of Mike's uh, skills as a boxer, man, is he's, he's very, he's very good at cutting off the ring. So he shortens the ring by, you know, his sidestepping the way he, he goes on the attack. He doesn't leave you much space. So I know people talk about, man, Roy Jones would just tire him out. Roy Jones could just just avoid him. Like, no, like Mike is used to that. He's used to it. Like he has a whole strategy for it. And you can shorten the ring right. when you're a power puncher. It, it ain't looking good, bro. So who's to say he hasn't become more of a strategic boxer as well? He might. He's you know, more wise now. Aside from the power, like, again, He's more mature, you know. I mean, this is I mean, he's had years and years of film to watch himself. Who's to say, you know what I'm saying? That man ain't improved as far as his technique. You know, it's a, it's a lot of question marks. Roy gotta get out of there though, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I love Roy too I much. Roy rap ring, ring, I hated Roy Jones. Do anything, man. Roy, we can use you on the ADHD <laughs> podcast, bro. Just get out of that shit. Yeah, <laughs> Come join us. Come on, bro. You ain't got to do that. Come join us. Talk your shit, bro. We, that, that shit is crazy. Uh, I mean, since we're on sports, man, we might as well keep it here, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I was trying to think of a clever transition. I can't think of one, but goddamn the Clippers. Oh, my God. Hey, you know what? I think my biggest issue with the Clippers, bro, is the excuses. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hear the, you know, the narrative, you know, we didn't, we didn't have chemistry and we, I, and I understand that, but at the end of the day, bro, if you up 3-1 and you just lose back-to-back, that ain't got nothing to do with just y'all just didn't show up, bro. Y'all can make every excuse. Y'all just didn't come out and play, period. I can see if y'all was going back and forth with them the entire city. Y'all was up 3-1. Y'all had it in the bag and y'all jagged it, period. I, I don't – all the excuses, I don't want to hear that. Kawhi, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, Kawhi. Pat Beverly did all that talking. You ain't back it up. Um, Paul George was Paul George, of course. Um, I, I was disappointed in Harold. You know, Montrez was somebody I was really high on. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was a difference maker, honestly, when they played L.A. Uh, mm-hmm. earlier in the uh, beginning of the season. I, um, they just, I mean, they just nobody showed up. You know, it's like nobody cared. Lose going to the strip club and shit in the middle. I mean. I don't, I don't think they really cared. I think they just, like I said, they looked forward to being, you know, in the conference finals with the Lakers, and that was it. Then we had other plans, period. Man, fuck them niggas. I was rooting for the Clippers because um, I, 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 I've, I've grown – I've never liked the Lakers. My grandmother was a huge, huge Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. And she always laughed at me. Cause I was, you know, I was big on Philadelphia back in the day. I was big on Allen Iverson. My grandma used to root against me all the time, right? 
So I yeah. never liked the Lakers like that. So I was rooting for the Clippers, but after that, bro, nah, nah I'm sorry. Hooper's hoop. I, I don't hear no excuse. Man, here's my thing, man. I've been hearing shit all year from fake, funky-ass Clippers fans. Not you in general, but other people. You know, rooting for the Clippers isn't the same as just jumping into sports talk and being like, us, we winning, we doing it. Man, like, when did you become a Clippers fan? Like, you know what I'm saying? And here's the thing, man. Like, I, I've been a Laker fan, bro. They won. Like, right. from, from birth. Like, I've been a Laker fan. And through all the periods, all the phases. So this this happens every few years as a Laker fan, when, we, when we're actually good, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're good, um, there's a team that comes up that they're supposed to be the team that, that beats the Lakers, which the Clippers were. They were built for it. They had the most talented roster, you know, from man yes. one through 12 in the NBA. Absolutely. Um, so every few years this comes about, and then there's all these bandwagon people that come along, and then I start talking about Lakers shit, and they call me a bandwagon Laker fan when I've been a Laker fan for day one. But that comes to the territory of being a Laker fan, right? Because there's so many bandwagon Laker fans, especially recently, Absolutely. because because LeBron, the addition of LeBron brought a bunch of you know LeBron sexuals over, and uh, <laughs> well, you about that. I I ain't like I said I don't I don't like getting into LeBron debate, but if you know you know. I'm just put it like There's some Bron sections out there. Here's my thing, bro. LeBron, LeBron James is one of the greatest basketball players to ever played a game in the NBA. Once and he retires, we're going to miss him. So we're going to miss him. Yeah. But there are some Bron sexuals out there, and, and it's like you can't even talk. You can't even like talk basketball to them because it's like, oh, LeBron is God. Like he walks on water. Like and it's like. Mm. <laughs> no, I mean LeBron has holes in his game, just like everybody else. I don't think he has. It. Everybody has holes in their game. Everybody. Everybody. For sure. For sure. I, I just, I don't, I don't, to be honest, I, I think, in my opinion, I've, I've watched the Lakers quite a bit in the bubble. Uh, Anthony Davis has been unstoppable, bro. Listen. Like, Anthony bro. Davis, listen, so this past offseason, first it was the rumor of Kawhi. Right. We didn't get Kawhi. Mm-hmm. I was pissed. I, I, did, I didn't know how it was going to work. I was thinking maybe they were thinking Jordan and Pippen, but them niggas ain't Jordan and Pippen. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm rolling if we can get him. He went to the Clippers. All right, cool. We got AD. I was elated because I knew that was the passing of the torch. Yeah, I knew it. That was like, like, okay, we 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 not only have our now, we have our next five to eight years, God willing. Yeah. You know what, AD? Uh, so we could bring we could bring in pieces as we go, mm-hmm. and like actually build a team around AD. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was really fucking with that. So, um. Then we had the room where Paul George coming to LA, which I did not fuck with at all. Then he went to the Clippers, and I was like, all right, cool. Uh, <laughs> but then all these Clipper bandwagon fans come in, man. They talking all this shit. So don't disappear now, uh, Dre. Tanner. When you talk, man, yeah, we going to add him on the social. When you talk <laughs> all this shit all year about what y'all going to do to the Lakers, and y'all can't even get past the Nuggets, who the Nuggets I mean, they're outmatched right now. Um, I'm watching the game, and it, I, it's so funny. I, I was watching the game last night, and it was, I thought it was over. Uh, AD had hit, a, hit a big three, and I'm like, oh, it's over with. They up by like eight, you know? I changed the channel back to football. Mez hits me like, yo, Denver then came back. I'm like, what? So I changed the channel. Denver's up by one, like mm-hmm. half. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. they started fighting. Man, and then to see AD, when AD took that shot, I knew it was good. 
He came off. He was in. Yeah, been killing the whole game. And I, like I said, this is I don't want people to think I'm a LeBron hater. I'm not. I promise. I'm not trying to knock him. I just I hate that AD is doing all of this with LeBron because now I feel like AD's accomplishments are going to be overshadowed. Well, he see, here's the thing, though. It's funny you say that. In the playoffs. So when it came down to crunch time, uh, one of our guys was like, Tremel, would you? So what are you going to say about LeBron if he gives the ball up for the final shot? I was like, well. If he gives the ball up to AD, I ain't saying shit. <laughs> like, like I'm not mad at that, bro. AD is a monster. Like, I was I was paying attention to AD in New Orleans because like I liked AD. I watched him in Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? So like I really follow him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, to see the transition in his game, going from a defensive player that was just shots and re- I mean blocks and rebounds to to being this fucking stud on offense. Unstoppable, dog. And he's a guard. Like he played guard in high school and just had a crazy growth spurt. So it's yeah. like to see him like like actually like let that transition into his NBA game is crazy. So yeah, man, like you could talk all that shit about LeBron on take the final shot. Let me throw a couple of stats at you. LeBron leads the league, NBA history, in game winners. Looked it up last night. A lot of people like to use that argument about LeBron on like the tough moments, LeBron shy away from LeBron leads the league. Yeah. He also leads the league in uh, what they consider a fourth quarter clutch shots uh, above Kobe, above MJ, all that. So yeah. when LeBron does decide to defer, sometimes it's questionable. Like, don't defer to Caruso. But if he go to AD, shit. I think that's where he, he's been getting a lot of his, uh, his criticism. It's uh, who he defers to, you know, like, prime example when he was in Cleveland and Kyrie took the last shot. I'm comfortable with that. I'm, I'm not mad at LeBron making the best basketball play. No. Like, and people shit on him for that. Now, I get it. There are some times I want LeBron to put his shoulder down and go to the rim and put somebody in the fucking rim. But as you see last night, you know, he was getting double, triple team, whatever. He tries to attack the basket. They call a bullshit charge call on him. So yeah, LeBron, LeBron deals, like Shaq used to deal with this. Like I said, I'm a Laker fan, bro. I know this shit. Shaq used to deal with this. Like people are playing so aggressive against you. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna turn up a little bit cause I have the physical capabilities to do so. And as soon as you do even look like that, you get a, a, a foul called against you or you get some kind of call against you. Mm-hmm. So what do y'all want LeBron to do? I honestly think what he's doing now is perfect. What he's, he's averaging, I think, twenty-eight and eight, mm-hmm. right? That's 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 exactly what he. You don't. I don't need a. I don't need a 30, 40 point LeBron. I don't. Yeah. You can you can get you can get LeBron. He can have twenty to twenty-five, seven eight assists, eight or nine rebounds. Listen, it, it, he doesn't have to be this monumental. And I like I said, even if he scores, like I said, he's averaging twenty in his conference finals so far. I'm good with that. He's facilitating. He's still getting points. AD is AD is your go-to guy. Yeah, AD is our guy. I understand that. AD, listen. I haven't seen anybody from, stop him. From a day one Laker fan uh, audience, and this ain't a sports podcast. I ain't gonna stay on this too long. I promise you. But from a, a day one Laker fan, not a LeBron sexual, not a LeBron fan. From a day one Laker fan, AD is our guy. Thank you. That's, if, that's, if, if if it's if if anyone was confused. AD is our guy. LeBron's that's the okay. man. That's okay. Yeah. And people act like saying that is such a sin. Like, oh, LeBron is the king, blah, blah, blah. Bro, he's 35. He's in year 17. 17, yeah. And, and that's <laughs> why it's okay for him to not be the man on the team anymore. 
Mm -hmm. I think, but I, I think that's what's so hard for people to accept, which, which I don't understand. You don't have to be the man that you're 17. Bro, we're so we're so spoiled by the Kobe's and the MJ's and yeah. you know people like that. But niggas forget they forget the magics, they forget the birds. Like those guys deferred, you know, later in their careers to more capable scores. Yeah. You know, uh we're spoiled by Iverson. What up? You go he's gonna win a ring because of it though. For sure. Like I said, the stats he's getting right now, that's that's exactly what you need to be. For sure. Twenty eight and eight, facilitate, rebound. That's all you need him to do right now. You don't have to, you don't have to. That's why you have AD. Because mm -hmm. LeBron doesn't have to score 40 a night. <laughs> right. Know? What was that that one playoff? He was having like 37. Like, no, bro. He, he shouldn't have to do that in year 17. Now, you know? now, now, you know, against the Warriors, Kyrie and Kevin Love get hurt. Yeah, Brian, go crazy. We, yeah, yeah. Brian has go to go crazy. You know but what I'm saying? At this point, I don't feel like he needs to do that in order. LeBron doesn't need 35 points to win a game. You don't have to do that. That's a fact, bro. That's a fact. Um, real quick, and then we gonna get we gonna get foot off sports, so you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you already know what I'm doing. Oh, um, um, can I do it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Where does Giannis go? Oh my God. Uh, I d I don't I don't know. From what I've been hearing, they trying to bring Chris Paul in. Um, mm. I don't know how that's gonna I don't know how that's gonna go fair. And I don't I, I don't know. Honestly, he says he's not gonna leave, but that's you know I mean he follow he unfollow all of his teammates and yeah, the whole team know, staff bro. in Milwaukee. What's so crazy is we're in a world where that means something. <laughs> like it's so we're in, we're in such oh weird God, times, bro. It's so weird to me. Like, you know, weird. somebody broke up with somebody. We're like, oh, they didn't follow each other. Like, that's that's a thing. That's, that's a thing, thing now, bro. Like, like, yeah. What was that shit they was talking about on Joe Button? Uh, because this this was a thing on the timeline. Is when Sweetie, not Sweetie, what's my girl name? God, man, I love her music. Summer Walker. When she unfollowed. Oh, okay, yeah, with London, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she unfollowed London and then unfollowed back two days later. Like, God, that's, such, that's, that's the so thing, toxic. though. Like, dog, like, I don't follow you all. They, they ain't cool no more. I mean, sometimes right. my IG be unfollowing people on accident. It ain't like on purpose. Like, that's a thing now. Though. That's crazy to me. Like, no, nah, I don't follow people, but it's because y'all be posting dumb shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't gonna lie. I don't follow people that don't follow me no more. Like, people that, like, they click follow and then I, I find, like, two months later, like, they unfollow. Yep, you out of here. Caught you. Hey, man, fake cocky ain't cool. I'm sorry. We on it. If your ass talking all this fake cocky shit on your fucking social <laughs> media, I'm going to unfollow you. Like, yo, keep it humble. Like, like it's, it's cool to be confident. Like, yeah, I'm confident. Cool. Like, display confidence. But all this cocky, like, narrative and fucking cocky memes and, like, I, I see a lot, of, a lot of women posting this. Like, I'm a brat. Like, you know, and, like, bragging about the fact that they're being a brat. Like, yo, like, yo, that shit fucking irks us. Stop. Stop. It's, 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 I mean, you know, social media allows God you damn it. whoever you want to be, bro. It ain't, you know, you. It's it's just a lot of people with low self esteem, bro. I wouldn't even. I I try to ignore that stuff, bro, because it get on my nerves too, bro. Nah, man, that shit triggers me, bro. Because because I know some of y'all, man. I can relax. I know you relax. I know you relax. Thanks, man. I feel that, bro. Like, cool. And the thing, the thing is, like, some of y'all, man, both men and women, man, this fake cocky shit. Like, your your stock will go up if you know 
Express a little humility. Just a little yeah, bit. I, that is just, uh, I, I hate the, I think what I, what bothers me the most is like, just heartless, like, bro. everybody, I ain't got no feelings. I ain't got, it's okay if you feel some type of way, like we human, you know? Bro, this shit's so fake. Everybody, man. everybody want to be heartless, you know what I'm saying? But, like, and the thing that's crazy, this shit shifted like quick. Like yeah. in the last five years, man, maybe six, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like overnight at some point, shit became way more selfish. Yeah. It became all about being cocky and shit became about bragging about fucked up shit about yourself. No, yeah. motherfucker, work on yourself, become a better person, and maybe you can attract the type of person you're looking for and be good for them. Actually be good for them. Toxic is in right now, apparently. Man, I will <laughs> fucking block the shit out your toxic ass. Fuck <laughs> out of here. I ain't got time, bro. I ain't got time. Like real niggas, real niggas don't want that stress. Real no, niggas we don't, don't, we don't. We don't want that fucking that extra shit, man. Like be my peace, fam. Nah, I, I I'm with you on that, bro. But be again, my fucking I, peace. I think that's social media that tells tells you know people to to you know live like that. It don't have to be like that, you know. Yeah. You can show a little compassion. You can show a little love. You know, it, it ain't no wrong. Ain't nothing wrong not, with that. And the shit, and honestly, the shit's attractive. You're not, you're not too cool to show love to people, bro. Like, or be kind to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, bring man. that kindness, in my opinion. I held the door for a chick. She's rolled her eyes at me. Like, I guess she thought I was going to try and talk to her. But it's like, no, bitch, I'm a gentleman. Raise me this the way. Fuck? Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I get that a lot, man. Because, you know, you know, I'm a Southern dude, man. So, like, you know, especially up here, like, you know, I, People look at me sideways when I speak, yeah. <laughs> or right. you know, when I like do shit like hold a door or something right. like that. It's like, what the fuck? I'm being nice. Like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> shit, keep it moving. I don't want your motherfucking ass. Shit. I, I, yeah, bro. It's it's crazy. That's a weird climate we live in, bro. It is, man. And, and and I'm starting to feel like the old nigga, bro. Cause like I'm starting. To, I'm I'm becoming that dude, like the back in the day ass nigga. Like I'm becoming the back in the day. <laughs> Shit was like this. This things were appreciated. You know what I'm saying? Up on us, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I had I had my music too loud when I got in the car the other day, and it, it bothered me. I said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I called myself, bro. I said, "Damn." Oh, that's some old shit. Up loud, bothered me. Nah, bro. I guess I I guess I came to credit the night before. I was, you know, I, I vibe in my way home at night. Mm -hmm. you know? I, yeah, for sure. I guess I ain't turn the radio down. I, you know, I got out. I got back. I'm gone. I jumped a little bit, like ah. I would never. I do that all the time. <laughs> I caught myself. I'm like, damn. I would never. <laughs> oh, it hit me like, damn, bro, I'm that nigga now. Like, I don't like. Hey, bro, what's the what's the what's the thing that makes you feel the oldest now? Like, what do you see? And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, bro, it, happened, it literally happened yesterday. I hate when kids be in the street, right? Mm -hmm. Coming down the the, the the street in your car, and they just look at you. <laughs> don't fucking move, right? And then, like, I think back to how I was. I was that little nigga that used to just stand in the street, like, you ain't gonna hit me. <laughs> that shit hurts the fuck out of me. Like, nigga, why are you in the street? And then I gotta catch myself, like, I was the nigga in the street. Yeah, yeah. My life, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I know, like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm old, bro. Like, what about I? I know you got a couple, bro. I'm sitting trying to think, man. It's it's so much shit that like, I mean, I'm I'm literally a grumpy old man, bro. <laughs> I, I promise you, bro. I'm I'm such a grumpy old man. Damn, it's so much. Fuck. Um. 
So and then how do we get like this though? It's like it happened overnight. They're like, bro, man, bro. <laughs> I, I yelling as singers on a track that comes on a radio bothers me. Oh, you don't like that. You so you don't like noise either. It's old nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that, that like, really. Wait, bro, it's a rap, dog. Like, why is she yelling at me? I just want to hear the song. <laughs> Uh, also, a lot of a lot of shit like the young dudes have made cool, like because you know, man, like you know, I'm 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 like over the mid thirty mark now, like I'm yeah. thirty six, so um, you know, shit has shifted. You know what used to be cool nigga shit, you know, in twenty ten, ain't cool nigga shit, ain't real nigga shit no more. So when I see like niggas are like flying out chicks off the DM slide, bro, that is the corniest shit. Ever to me, like let's get into the DM slide, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not good. I, I'm a in person. Like I can really impress you if you're in the mm-hmm. same room. I cannot connect with you through the DM. Just like I, especially I don't know you either. I, uh-huh. I, I'm. I ain't really. It's cool. I just. I. Ain't, I'm not into it, bro. Like I. I don't like chicks. Like, just sign her DMs. I don't like doing that. I, I was a DM slider. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I was. Uh, the thing. The thing is, man. Like, um, I noticed that like a lot of these like social media cute chicks, and I don't want to. I don't want to put y'all all in the box, man. But a lot of them that I jumped in, they was dry as fuck. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I think that's why I go wrong, though. Yeah. I, I get in. Like, you know, they don't. Their conversation isn't as stimulating. With the DM generation, in my opinion, you know, for I sure, to, for sure. And I see me, I'm emojis. That's that's an icebreaker. Why well, I, I make a funny little joke? Yeah, icebreaker. yeah, yeah. After that, it just be trying. I get frustrated. So I'm like, I don't like this shit. I'm fuck it. Like, I'm yeah, going. yeah. I mean, and, and you know, first it's like it was the reaction of, all right, man. Well, maybe you ain't feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool. But then, like, so I won't respond. You know, what I'm saying because I, I give your ass three chances. Three chances okay. you give me a dry response, like, eh, it's like, it's on somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm delete this thread. But then, like, they'll, they, they would hit me back and they would be like, uh, like, what's up? How you been? Or you stop, you know, a little shit like that to like let you know, like, they thinking that you ghosting or something. It's like, fam, you was dry as fuck. You was giving me one word responses. I'm over here giving you the, I giving you the game right now. <laughs> one word, he's I can't stand it, bro. It's so bad. It's so bad. But that's another sign of me being old too, man. Like I, you know, no, I, I, I wish you that, bro. Like I, I, man, I, you know, I'm the type of person I interact. You know, I, I'm trying, yeah. to, I'm trying to learn you. So like, I can't, yeah. I can't learn you with one word responses. So I get, I'm not interested after that. Like, I'm driven by conversation, bro. Like I, I like podcasts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I think I exist better like in person because like I can you can see more oh, my yeah. personality, I can see more of yours, but like we just like soul sessions, for example. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Know like I'm in my element. I'm like cool. Yeah, like, yeah. I get the mix, but like yeah. I couldn't if it was a DM, I'd be lost, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Oh like, man! Shout out to Soul Sessions, man. Bro, like, shout out to Soul Sessions. I, I, I hope they're able to come back, come bring that back, man. Dog, I, I, when I say I miss that shit, bro, like that shit was a vibe, bro. Dog, vibe. Shout out the, to Erica. Shout out to Ron. Bro, like yeah. when I say that's one of the best events, just to come and kick back. Mm-hmm. 
after you had a long week, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just such a good vibe, man. So many young, beautiful black people in there and great artists. Yeah, yeah. Like, so those of you who uh, who don't know and don't and don't live in, in Chicago, man, Soul Session is an event that was, uh, it was hosted once a month pre-corona or pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, and it was a it was a R and B hip hop poetry showcase uh, that was held at Baseline, and um, it's just it, it was it was one of the one of the very few grown and sexy events for Black people in the city. Like you know, you go to Soul Sessions, you hear great live music. All of the artists they send their music to a band. The band learns the music. They play behind the artist uh, during the show. It's just great shit, man. They had great audience interaction, just very mature people in there. It felt like family. Like you, you in there talking to motherfuckers you never met. Yeah. But everyone feels connected in some some form or fashion, man. And you know, COVID really fucked that up for them. But I hope they're able to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I I I really um I'm optimistic, man. I hope like once like everything gets kind of back to normal, man. Just the, mm-hmm. that first one back is just gonna be like. <laughs> Like you oh, ain't yeah. seen your cousins in a while, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that type of atmosphere. If you ever in Chicago and and are free on a, a Sunday, you know it's first Sundays of the month or is it or every first Sunday, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, you gotta check out the solo sessions. It's just a really, really nice vibe, man. Y'all have to enjoy it. Yeah, man. You can uh you get someone a copy of PS5? Yeah, <laughs> dog, you know. <laughs> You know the way my life's set up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be able to get a PSP right now. No, I, you know, I said, I, you know, I'm going to wait. You know what I'm saying? You know, the, the, mm-hmm. when it first come out, it always got the kinks and everything. But I think sure. top of the year, I'm going to go ahead and. But you know what's crazy? Y'all, you may not know that. I don't really game like that, though. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, I got, excuse me, I got a PS4, but I may even use it for my Netflix and stuff. I ain't. I haven't really game like that in a while. I get on 2K every now and then, but I don't know. Gee, I haven't just really been on a game like that. I know it's weird. She's like, you don't play the game? I'm like, no, I don't think it's weird. Um, you know what's crazy is I, I didn't game from two around probably around 2012 to about 2016 at all. Just yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't touch it. Um what made me get back into it, because at the time I was still living in Atlanta and I had a very um <laughs> I had a very um <laughs> close relationship with the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was like, damn, I'm not Blue saving. Williams. <laughs> I was like, damn, why ain't saving no money, bro? What's good? He's, everybody doing, oh, you know man. what I'm saying? Strip club move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was Lou Williams with it, bro. So, listen, bro. When, when the when the whole thing came out about Lou Williams and they they was like slandering him and shitting on him for going to Magic City, I was like, nah, you ain't had their wings though. No. <laughs> Shannon Sharp said the same shit, bro. If you ain't never been, if you know, you know, my G. Like and, you ain't never uh, been. No but, but you know what? I think that's what I love so much about just Atlanta and even in Miami too. Like the clubs, like the strip, the food be like. Like, it's a strip club in Miami. Like they stay open till like five. Mm-hmm. They shut down for an hour, then they open back up and they have like brunch. And it's like some oh, of the fire. best food ever, bro. Like, yeah, like that's fire. If you like, bro, you never want to go to a strip club up here if you've been to one down south. 
that's that's facts. Like they. Oh yeah. When I first when I first uh moved back up here, uh, my home girl, because I was like, I want to go to strip club. She was like, Nah, I know you don't. <laughs> she was like, Nigga, you, so you come from Atlanta, bro. You don't you don't want to go to the strip. You don't want to do it, G. Yeah, man. And, and oh man. Hmm? Which one she take you to? Red Diamond. I didn't go. Oh, okay, good. Smart I didn't man. Go. I didn't okay. go. I didn't go. Nah, nah. I, I take heed to my friends' advice. My friends tell me something. I, I typically listen. Okay. It's, I'm that guy. So, um, but yeah, the, the the strip club in Atlanta was my shit, man. Oh my god. Speaking of that, rest in peace, Follies. They they just closed Follies. I know the city of Chambly. Follies uh, is closed. Trying. It's done, done, bro. It ain't like back. not opening. Like it's done. So really? the city. So Follies is technically not in Atlanta. It's in it's in Chambly, but you know Atlanta got all the little small cities that's yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. So it's in Chambly, and Chambly has been trying to get rid of Follies forever, which I understand because Chambly is a quiet, very, a very nice and quiet town. You know, on the on the what northern Follies, suburbs, huh? What is Follies though? It's just yeah, I don't know what's going to happen to a lot of the business, man. Because my favorite pho restaurant in Atlanta is Pho Twenty Four, and it's okay. right up the street from Follies. And I know they was banking, like, because it was the only 24-hour fuss spot. You know, people call it fuss, some people call it faux, P-H-O, like, for the audience. Like, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, it's the only 24-hour And it was literally right up the street from Follies. So I, I, I really, damn, I hope that that place don't close down, too. But, yeah, man, Follies was my shit. Follies was my shit. Like, it was my, it was, I have two favorites, but it was it was favorite 1B. <laughs> um because uh, honestly, um, I became very close to Follies when I opened my business. This was like mid 2010s, like maybe 2014, 15, okay. 16, somewhere in that time period. I had a app, app development and web development company. And I would go to Follies for lunch, you know, a couple of times a week. But that's when all the that's when all the suits was in there. That's when all the, the business, the white business right, suits was right. in there. And it's like, you know, I go in there, I start a conversation, I slide a car. I just go sit at the bar, man. I get a chicken filly or get some wings. I start a conversation with people at the bar. You know what I'm saying? Like one of my homegirls stripped there. So and she'll point out, like, yeah, that's that's a nigga. That's right yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to plug me. So um yeah, man, like Follies is very close to my heart, man. I, I didn't like how aggressive the strippers were in there because they were very fucking aggressive. They'll approach your ass every five minutes. One dance, one dance, one dance, one dance. Like, I'm in yeah. the bar. Like, I, I came to the bar, so don't worry. I'm going to get a dance and I'm going to go to over there when I want one so I can be right. comfortable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, Follies is Follies is definitely favorite 1B. Favorite 1A is the flame. I'm a hood nigga at heart. Take me to the oh, west side. Let's go to Bankhead. Let's go to Blue Flame. Blue Flame. I never got a chance to go to Blue Flame. That's the only one I haven't. I've been to oh, Follies. Oh, we going, bro. We, we got a schedule on the lamb trip. We got a schedule on the lamb trip. To, I'm trying to go back, bro. What's up? I'm trying Man, to, listen. I, I ain't I, been to ACL about two, three years. I'm trying to go what? back. I, bro, one thing I love about Atlanta, bro, like, everybody's so friendly out there bro like mm -hmm. i went out there one year for like bt weekend bro and just i mean the the hotel staff like the chicks was like oh you 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 from out of town like putting me on on where to go like they're just so friendly Bye, there, bro, bro. Later, i mean that, i missed that just nice people like it was just everybody's so friendly bro it's like you, they're your cousin and you know them all your life like it was just yeah. like, nice bro. i love it down there 
No, I miss that, man. It's it's definitely it's definitely a different vibe, man. And and even, you know, local Atlanta, like, man, I I miss I miss little five points, man. I miss the east side. I miss the kid. I miss all that shit, man. Like everything about Atlanta, bro. It's just it's such a vibe, man. You you meet friends without trying because everyone's so nice, yeah. like you said. And thing that's crazy is like you know most of the, most of the people are transplants, but most people that are transplants came there for that reason to mingle. Meet people, network. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. networking is always the big thing. You no know, black professional. It's just such a yeah a good place to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have a group chat, man, that I'm in. Uh, <laughs> shout out to AOFS, man. I ain't talked in that group in like a year. But uh, Atlanta Free Society, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, the group is like a hundred some people, bro. And like, I'm out one night by myself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I, and I, I met my, my homegirl, Kim, and she, and I was like, oh, y'all friends, y'all went to college? She's like, no, nah, we in a group chat. You know what I'm saying? So she added me to the group chat. No, I'm sorry, her friend added me to the group chat, but uh, Kim was who I was talking to first, shout out to her. And like, I met this broad network of people, you know, through, just through that app, just people from all over, all over the country who moved to Atlanta, you know, jumped in this group chat. And, and yeah, it was, it was just all love, man. It felt like a family. We used to do fucking events, man. We used to, you know, rent mansions, you know, in the suburbs and just, just turn up for a weekend, cook out. Yeah, man, I, I miss that shit, man. Like, do people do that? Stuff like that here? Bob, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, no, no, stop, no, I love my city. We, we, we do things like that, not on such a, a large scale. It's, it's isolated, you know what I mean? You have your, your groups that, you know, are able to come together and, and, and do stuff like that, but um, I think it's different too because of the weather. So things kind of slow down. Yeah. Once it gets cold, so you know, yeah. we got pretty much a little window in like the summer and the spring where, yeah, we do that. Well, I, oh, you know, yeah. yeah. I think I think I mean, even though uh, black nightlife gets a, a knock, I don't think it's all bad. Um, there's some really nice nice spots that I've been to out here. Um, that uh, I go, I have a great time. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's not all. It's not all bad, like people make it out to be. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I will say, man, I've lived all over the planet. I've been all over the planet, I should say. Mm-hmm. Y'all have the best skyline, hands down. Oh, yeah. Chicago yeah, has the best skyline. Uh, yeah. For two, summertime shots, typically, not this mm-hmm. year because, of course, COVID. Right. Is lit. Like, yeah. I love the, it's so much fucking culture here. I'm not even just talking, like, I know it's, you know, it's a black culture podcast, but shit, Latino culture, Asian culture, Indian culture, Russian culture. Yeah. Like, you, you take your pick. It's something to do every day for your culture here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I uh, I went to Fremont for brunch one time. Mm-hmm. And looking at, it was so many different ethnic groups. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, it just really made me realize, like, Chicago is a really diverse city. Oh, you know what it's just, it was amazing to see that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different national, and we're all just in here kicking, listening yeah. to the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I fuck with Fremont. I only been there once, and it was at night, but I, I really fuck really? with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Like, you know, you know, my my homies here, like they 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 watched. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm on my way, bro. I ain't gonna <laughs> I, 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 I need, I need you to give me yeah, six I'm, months I'm of the Chicago I'm experience, I'm bro. I'm giving niggas at least, you getting about 19 minutes to game out of me, bro. Another thing I really fuck with about Chicago is the comedy scene. The comedy scene here is huge. 
Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's so huge. And it's so were, huge. Were man. you were you around her for jokes and notes? Oh, I'm not aware of that. So jokes and notes was a comedy club, actually the club Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Used to be jokes and notes. And when I okay. say every big uh little rail used to be in there. Uh, Kevin Hart came to Jokes and Notes years back. Um, uh, 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 D-Ray, like all these mm-hmm. big comics, they all used to go to Jokes and Notes. And it was a really nice, used to be a nice little date spot too. Um, okay. Uh, matter of fact, Brad Jones, uh, shout out to Brad Jones, his brother Clark used to host it. Um, oh yeah, shout out to Clark Jones, man. I downloaded his, um, I downloaded his iTunes comedy special. Yeah, funny. Yeah, Clark Blast, that's that's yeah. the um, Yeah, he's good. <laughs> but uh man, it was just some of the best comics you you'll see will come across there, bro. Like it was just a really, really um um nice day at amateur night. Like it was just a really nice spot, but all the comics will come through. Like I said, uh-huh. you there one night D Ray pull up or I saw a little rail there like five or six times, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Just a lot of a lot of talent that came through there, man. The comedy scene is really nice. I fucks with it, man. Yeah, I used to go to, I used to hit, when I first moved here, bro, I would hit open mics every week. It's like Monday through Friday cracks for comedy out here. Mm-hmm. Like you can literally like, it's literally like you got five, six choices Monday through Friday of where to go and you know, where to get yeah. where to get some jokes off, man. And like everywhere I went, like I heard some fucking monsters on that stage. Like I never forget, I went to um, the comedy bar. I think it's the name of it. It's the comedy something. I think it's the comedy bar. Okay. A little Mexican dude in the Cubs jersey and they made me damn near throw up my food. <laughs> I cannot remember his name for the life of me, bro. I'm sorry, but you were you were fucking funny, whoever the fuck you were. Like, like it, it's some shit. I went one I went one night, they had they have a um they have a spin the wheel comedy night <laughs> that I participated in. Yeah, so you spin the wheel. It's a bunch of random shit on the wheel, and you gotta you gotta do whatever it is on the wheel. So literally, oh, one cool. yeah. So one of the things is blind comedy. Like you gotta go backstage and tell your jokes from backstage with the mic. What? Motherfuckers laugh. That's 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 dope though. Another I like one that. was 67, 60 second bit. Like so, it's it's challenging. You know what I'm saying? Like it really tests you, man. Like yes, yeah, some there's some dope shit going on in comedy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think as far as just the entertainment industry, period, Chicago is just a hub. Um, yeah. Not just pop, you know, the indie rock scene is huge out here. You know, you've seen so many bands, you know what I'm saying, take off and be big from here. Um, it's just it's just a lot of the talent here, bro, just overall, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is a nice city to be in, man. Like I said, every I think everybody has their gripes, but overall man it's, it's, it's a nice place to be bro that's that's why i haven't really moved yet you know i yeah, I'll yeah. Be, I'll be here as much as i can play like, yeah well, here, you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah for sure for sure no it's a dope ass city man y'all winter is fucking trash dude. I guess. Oh, yeah it's, it, it get real bro like <laughs> that shit trash bro it, it make you make a man out of you though you you get the no, one i want no it makes me more of a bitch every year <laughs> <laughs> it, it exposes how much of a bitch I am. I think I mean, I saw you one time last winter, low key. Now that I think about it. I so when I, it my all. first winter here, I gained 25 pounds. I didn't leave the house, bro. I door dashed everything. <laughs> I didn't leave the crib, bro. I think I see you at Soul City. I see you once a month. That was it. I saw you at Soul That's it. Yeah, ain't fucking with him, bro. No. 
No, this shit is crazy. But you know what? <laughs> now nah, I sound like I've been here too long. It wasn't that bad last year. We <laughs> was it last year the year that we had the record breaking day of negative 55? Yeah, you were more last. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the moment was like, yeah, if you're outside for more than four every, minutes. It's cold you... everywhere, though. It wasn't just here. It was a polar vortex. Bruh, on the news, they said. The Midwest. They said if you're outside for more than four minutes, you risk death. Yeah, they Fam. Say you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? My garage door. I just want to look. Like, let me just peek my head out to see. see what I had to go to the store that night. I was like, you know what? This feels exactly like zero degrees. I think like this is a certain level of cold that your brain is like, nigga, it's cold. Just know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't get no colder. Dog, it. It get, but it make a man. I mean, it make you appreciate the summer more. I will say that. That's for sure, cause y'all, y'all, y'all must definitely take advantage. Cause of it, you know, it cracked forty. We pulling the grill out, nigga. Like, it's, oh yeah, it's lit. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I uh, I rolled around the corner the other day. I seen a, I seen a, a concert, a quarantine concert going on, and people had stood up their little individual two chair tents. <laughs> I'm like, well, Chicago gonna kick it in the summertime. Hey, out here, bro. We not letting this shit <laughs> stop us, bro. I went, I went to a drive-in concert over the summer, bro. Oh, word. was that Ron and them event? No, I don't think that was Ron and them. No, I no, I missed Ron and them was at Soldier Field. Mm. Uh, I went to it. It was another one out by me. The baby performed, oh, and okay. uh, it was like a drive-in concert. Yeah, niggas pulled up. There was like a little open like lot, and niggas drove in and, and watched them perform. Of course, niggas ain't. When you hit the stage, everybody rushed it. So I mean, is, the baby, is the baby ever gonna make a song that sound different? Uh, have you heard his? <laughs> have you heard his last album? Yeah. You like it? And he has some different joints on there. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not, not shitting on him. Like, it's all right. I'm just doing it. I know one thing. He gotta stop beating people up, bro. He gotta stop doing that shit, bro. You are no. great. Niggas have to stop letting him beat him up. He's like five eight. Like, <laughs> like niggas need to relax, bro. bro yeah, no, nah, no, nah, he definitely like, ah, man, bro. Like, I get it, you know what I'm saying? But you gotta chill, bro. You, you work he's, he's, he's way too successful to be doing the the, the way shit. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it, keeping it real, Charlotte, blah blah blah. Yeah, we get it, nigga. Like, but you're real. You yeah, established yeah, that. Cool. Now relax. But just, yeah, but at the same time, you are the asset. You are the the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feed a lot of people. So you remember when Trey Songz was beating up niggas? Was yeah, you I for that. that. <laughs> I, bro, I feel like I'm the only nigga to remember that shit, bro. Niggas <laughs> don't remember that shit, bro. Trey Songz was jumping off stage, throwing hands with niggas, bro, dog. Only, nobody remembers that shit. I thought I was the only one, bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. I said this nigga Trey owns something, bro. That nigga Trey Songz used to jump off the stage was, and fight niggas, bro. Niggas, bro, bro. The fuck is wrong with these entertainers, man? Bro, I look, bro. It's it's a couple entertainers. I I will. I promise you, I will not fuck with, bro. I'm telling. Well, you I feel like I feel like R and B niggas in general are crazy because I feel like they they got something to prove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, rappers get all they get they get the clout for being the tough guys because they talk yeah. shit all the time, and you know that R and B niggas be crooning and shit, so nobody take yeah. it serious. No, so they kind of had that, that I, I complex. I thought I was the only one to remember that shit though. Nah, I remember that shit. <laughs> Nigga was definitely out here doing these. 
fucking Trey songs. I had beat niggas up. Listen, Trey, I don't want no smoke, G. I said, nigga, I was nah, supporting I, you. Hey, bro, hey, I don't, I don't want no problem with you, bro. Man, listen, Trey, Trey, I listen. I argue with people on the daily. Trey songs kept R and B alive, nigga. Um, he kept R and B alive. What period? Hold on. What period we talking? What period Talk, we talking? Fucking early 2010s, man. Like R&B was on life support. Okay. The only okay. nigga dropping projects was Trey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the name of that mixtape? Uh, uh, Invented sex and all that. That's what you talking about. Yeah, he was time. dropping the mixtapes. He was dropping the anticipation. Yeah. Okay. He was dropping. I, he the albums. He dropped ready. You know, shit with friends on there. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Keep it alive. You know, like because yeah, Chris. I'm trying Christmas to think about his shit. R&B. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Chris was going through his shit. Usher was, I don't Usher. know what the fuck Usher was on. Usher was moving mountains, apparently. Uh, oh, <laughs> Jeezy, didn't he? Huh? He had the joint with Jeezy, didn't he? Up in his club, whatever it was. Was that 2010s? Was that it might have been 2010s. Like, it might have been. It might yeah, You know what I try and think of when I think of the eras? What the niggas have on. <laughs> what the niggas wear. That's valid, though. That's oh, valid. yeah, that was 2010. <laughs> yeah, I try, I try to Usher, man. Usher, Usher from chat, man. He from my area, man. I can't shit on him too much. No, I, I, Usher, Usher, man. That's that's my dog, bro. I, I'm a, you know what, though? A lot of people going to kill me for this, but my favorite Usher album is not Confessions. Hmm. 8701 was my shit. I don't agree, but I'm like I'm, I I understand why that could be your. Song. That was it for me. Like after that shit, that nigga was, bro. Eighty seven oh one was so cold to me, bro. Like, Listen, as a nigga with a type, you remind me was my theme song. <laughs> that was, bro, bro, when the nigga, bro, I I remember the nigga had the two way. Repeat, nigga, I wanted one of them shit so bad. My mom said, boy, what were you going to talk to? When well, he, I wanted that shit so he had a little cool-ass little leather motorcycle jacket. Yeah, man. He was pimping chili. Later, cool as fuck. Oh, yeah, that was my shit, bro. Yeah, that nigga brought chili shit. in the game. Yeah, yeah, man. Usher, Usher's a legend. <laughs> chili ain't been the same since, bro. Oh, nah, nah. It be like that, bro. Oh, yeah. What else to talk about? What else to talk about? What else to talk about? Let's talk about. Man, you want to talk about Kanye, bro? Oh shit, Yeezy, bro. Jesus. Where, where's Yeezus delivering us from now? So check me out. So before I I get on this, let me make a disclaimer. I am not a. I was a very very big big Kanye stand. Okay. Kanye could do no wrong in my eyes since I was young, bro. Mm-hmm. But I I kind of got off the train within the last year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kanye came out with a series of tweets. He's been tweeting um, the last probably week and a half, and a lot of the things he he's saying, I agree with a hundred percent. As far as you know, artists and the liberation of you know um, artists and, and and their contracts and um, their publishing and things like that, and I, I agree a hundred percent with it. Um, I think my issue is not with the message; it's who's delivering it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. I just feel like Kanye, uh, he always says what he's going to do, and I don't ever feel like he fulfills it unless it's something to do with himself personally, like a personal accolade, you know? Okay. I remember two years ago, he went on a rant, and he was saying how, you know, he's in architecture, and he's building all these cities for Black people so they can go there and they can thrive and be successful. Mm-hmm. None of that shit happened. 
right? Um, he's made all these different promises. And I feel like the only promise he did keep was how he was going to make Jesus a billion-dollar industry, right? Mm. So now that I, I hear him making his rant, you know, talking about how he wants to necessarily free artists. And that's cool. But, like, we've been saying this for years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Michael Jackson talked about it, you know, when he was going at it with Sony. Uh, Prince talked about it. Uh, all these, Nip talked about it. All these different artists have been talking about um, ownership when it comes to the music industry. Why all of a sudden should I listen to you give me a lecture on, you know, uh, uh, ownership in, in the business? Especially when you have a label yourself and you have artists that are signed to similar contracts. It, okay. it seems like you being a hypocrite. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I, I agree with the sentiments. I just, I don't, I don't feel like what he's doing is genuine. I feel like it's all for personal gratification. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Kanye doesn't really care about whether artists get what's rightfully owed to them. I think he just wants to be the one to say, hey, I'm the one that did this. Yeah. I, I, I freed artists. Like, he really has this complex where he sees himself as, like, a savior. <laughs> and it's, it's really weird. Like, I, I saw a video, he did a service with Joel Osteen, and they, like, did this little weird effect where it looked like he was walking on water, right? And, like, in my mind, I'm like, this dude really think, like, he's some type of, like, savior, like, some biblical figure, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I just... Don't take any of this serious. You know what I'm saying? So, my opinion on Kanye is, first and foremost, I love the guy. <laughs> like, like Kanye, Kanye, early Kanye got me through a lot of shit. Early Kanye made me believe in myself with a lot of shit. Man. So, with that being said, Damn, do I want to shit on Kanye? I'm not gonna shit on you, Kanye. I want to work with you one day, so I ain't gonna shit on you. I don't Just, think I, I feel like we should be able to have constructive criticism about. Him. I want to talk to him in person. That's that's what I want. That's what I want to do. I, feel I, like, I, would, I would love to. I see the like people tweet him all the time. People say what they say, and I think it doesn't resonate. I think that it has the 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 opposed effect. I think it, it adds to his ego. It adds to his to to what he does. So I don't want to add to that. I don't want to fuel that fire because there's so much I can say that I feel will only add to his motivation to keep doing fuck shit. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to do it. But I will say this in general. Uh, Artists, uh, label heads, bosses, niggas ahead of the game, everyone talking about this independent shit, do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, fam, we have how many billionaires in hip hop? Billionaire has now topped all of music charts and sales, including pop, country, rock, all that shit. We're the most successful culture on the planet. Like, I'm sick of hearing you niggas talk about ownership, but none of you niggas are doing shit about it. Like, do it. Jay Z, yay, Dre, fucking Drake. Cole, like all you niggas who are legit leaders, man. Listen, I love and respect the fuck out of, out of all of y'all, man. Everyone knows J. Cole is my favorite rapper all time. Jay-Z is right there too. Like, do something about it. Start your own shit yeah. and do it. Now, I say that without being inside of the industry enough to know what they're doing behind the scenes. So I'm gonna put that caveat. caveat. 
mm-hmm. yo, do it. Like it's niggas out here starving. And like, honestly, I don't see many more people doing it outside of Nip, QC, um, Joe Budden on the podcast side, um, yeah. Kevin Hart on the comedy side, uh, Issa, as far as you know, the cinematic side, Michael B. Like, I want to see you hip hop niggas. I want to see everyone, everyone talking all this ownership shit and, and black on everything and all this, man. Do it. Do it. Do the shit. And it, 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 like the piggyback off you, you know, I feel like, you know, at, at some point, you know, yay, you know, he talks about it, but I never see action behind it. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I, I never see him really put any real efforts towards this. I, I hear him saying it. I hear well, it's, it's, it's like you say, at least from our side, it looks like when he does say or do things, it's self-serving. And like and, I said, I'm and not. I, and, I, and, I, and I honestly think that's maybe so. So in one of the tweets, he was saying, you know, I need to get Cole, Kendrick and Drake in a room together. Right. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like obviously they know better than me, but I feel like they could have. I'm sure they've been in rooms together before. It's a reason why none of them want to get in a room with you. And I don't think it has anything to do with, 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 with the label because, because Top Dog, you know, Top Dog, mm-hmm. you know, owns, the, you know, that's a multi-million dollar, you know, what I'm saying, record label, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so it's a reason why I feel like they won't sit down with him, and I, I honestly think that's what it is. You know, so I feel like understand, you know, he has some type of personal thing going on has nothing to do with, you know. Let me tell you. Let me tell you where I'm coming from. I'm gonna tell you what bothers me. Uh, we're in podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you gotta pay attention to the podcast world. Uh, Michelle Obama starts a podcast on the DSP. Mm-hmm. Oprah, Oprah signs an exclusive to Apple. When I read this, I'm like, why? Why? I don't get it. Charlemagne signs a deal with iHeart to bring black podcasts to iHeart. Why? I didn't I didn't like that. I didn't I didn't like that. Oprah, bro. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah could probably buy half the country. I'm talking outside of my neck when I say that. I don't know for sure. I don't know. I don't know her podcast. No, 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 I, no, no. I, I get I get the realm. I, I get I get I get exactly what you're saying. People don't understand, you know, um, and do I, I think a lot of these big companies have a lot to do with it because you know they make you feel like you need them mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying what i've learned even i tell artists this all the time you don't understand how much power you have with just your phone yeah with this phone i can connect myself to millions of people mm-hmm. on my own i see videos go viral every day Mm-hmm. I can connect to millions of people with just the click of a button. Mm-hmm. So I have that type of power. Imagine what somebody that has millions or billions of dollars, billions of dollars can do. Oprah has a own platform. She, Oprah has a network, bro. She has her own network. television network. There's nothing. I, I don't. And but again, she, I'm not. I'm not in those rooms. I don't know what the numbers are mm-hmm. getting out look like, but. I, it's no reason why a Diddy, a Oprah, a Michelle, why they can't sit in a room together and come up with something. I mean, I mean, even even Hove and Hove is my hero, bro. Like like Jay Z, stop rapping about being a billionaire and be a billionaire. 
Jeff Bezos ain't signing. Jeff Bezos didn't come up and say, eBay, let's get this deal and work together. Jeff Bezos is like, man, fuck them niggas. I got something better than that shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Elon Musk didn't go under the guise of and go work for NASA. You know, Elon Musk didn't go go work for, you know, whatever engineering company. Yeah. Elon Musk was like, no, nah, I'm going to do this shit. I do it better than them. Again, I, I think we have been conditioned to think that we need them. What's what's every every kid's dream in the hood is the what? Make it to the NBA, NFL, or get a record deal, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Why why and why especially with the kids that want a record deal? Why do you want a record deal? Mm. Why? Tell me. Explain all oh, because I can get rich. No, you no, you don't. You you're not gonna talk get rich from a record. <laughs> you talk some you're artists. Not. You're it's you're, some, you're it's some artists out here struggling. Yeah. Not struggling, but you know, they ain't living how you think they living. A lot man. I always, I don't know if I said this, but I always describe it as a, it's a running meter when you get in the cab. As mm-hmm. soon as you sign on that dotted line, everything you do from there on out, you're getting charged for. Yup. Everything. Ooh, that's a bar, like, bro. Why would, so, so yeah, let's say you sell 500000 You're not going to see none of that money until they recoup all the dollars they put in you, bro. Yep. So that, that, that 500000 you think you finna get? It's not coming to you like better, that, bro. Better, better invest that you gotta advance. Pay your lawyer, you got to pay your manager ten percent. You got to oh, pay you, taxes. Studio <laughs> like, time, video shoots. You, you're paying for all of that. You're paying for all of that, bro. They can they can tell you throw you in the studio with Timlin all they want. Timlin charge a hundred thousand for a beat, dog. And you yeah. got four of them. <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 get off my high horse on this subject once once niggas come out with a distribution company. Cause I see you starting your labels, you know, Jay-Z, you yeah. know, start a label uh, with Dane, uh, J. Cole, label, Top Dog, label. I, I actually follow him quite a bit. Oh, I love Top, I love Top. Like, oh man, that's Listen, I will never talk shit about Top cause man, for one, I, I like I, life. I, yeah, I look up to, I admire him, <laughs> um, not just for what he's done, but like the way he's, you know, a, a lot of people, I don't know if people know this, but you know, Kendrick and, and Q and L, they he's been they've been signed to him since they were teenagers. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so J Rock, all them niggas. Yeah. Uh, because Kendrick used to open for Rock. Yeah. yeah. So he's developed these kids over over the years. This isn't something like, oh, you hot, I'm gonna pick you up. Like, yeah. I really appreciate the type of person he's been and and the contributions he's made to the industry. I really somebody I, I look up to and I admire. You know. So um, let's let's take that. Let's 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 stop right. Let's let's pause for a second. Let's take that. Let's take that. So why does a top have to start a record label with a distribution deal under I don't know who they're under maybe Universal yeah, I'll look at it later. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, why can't a top go to a Dre or or Jay Z and be like, I got this label, this shit is gonna be hot. I don't want to sign no distribution deal. I want this shit to be black owned. I want I want us to move our own music. I want us to be in the rooms that we need to be, be in and demand them pay attention to us rather than going through a Universal or a Sony or, you know, who the fuck ever, man. It doesn't matter. They're all the same. That's why I respect the fuck out of what, what Joe Button's doing for the for the podcast world. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Joe, man, start that fucking network, nigga. Start it. That shit. Start it. Start it, bro. You know what? I, to answer the, or to try and answer your question, and it's the only thing I can think of, it has to be something going on behind the scenes that we don't see where they always feel like they need distribution for sure i don't sure. it, it had like i can't think of any other reason other than like 
maybe they, they do something to kind of block certain situations or there's no reason why, like I said, uh, even a Kanye, there's no reason why you can't, you got a label now, but it's through somebody. It's no reason why you can't. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all through something. I think the only person to do it single-handedly was P. Yeah, yeah. I think P was the only one. And, then, and here's the thing, man. We laugh at P. We laugh at the fucking noodles. We laugh at the snacks. We laugh at the fucking... I, I, I never once fixed my lips to laugh. The independent movies, what? like... No, bro. Like this is this is how you get shit done. Now, yeah, some of the shit may be a little janky, but like support it. It'll get better. Issa Rae should not have to go through HBO. HBO, I'm not shitting on you. I love how y'all y'all really pay attention to black people and y'all try to put that content out there. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but from what I see as a consumer, it's it's a good look. But but Issa Rae should be able to go to Oprah or to you know whoever. Kevin, we put I our mean, own out. It's so many. It's so and, and again, like I said, I, I'm not in these any any boardrooms, but it has to be something. You know, I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence. It's it's something that's that's stopping them from just yeah. doing it outright by themselves. It's it, it's something. I don't, I don't know if the, I I maybe it's part of they don't want to burn that bridge. I I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, I, I can't give a a definitive answer. Um, it's something though. Um, I really wish I knew, but I, I don't, again, like you look at the Rock Nation brunch, all mm-hmm. the people that, that, that come together there, like that room alone, do you know what Probably that hundred billion. <laughs> Probably a hundred billion you know that room. Like, Not net worth, but what they've made in general. Yeah. Like and just what they've imagine. made other companies. I mean, we can, we can, we can segue into sports with this too. Like if all the black people stop hooping and stop playing football, you have no league, bro. You have no lead. You know, that out that's why I was so adamant about, you know, the bubble starting back up, you know, because of what was going on. People don't understand how much power we do have. I know it's scary. You think them dollars from the stop, but just imagine, bro. If, yeah, you, if you stop for a month, if everybody's we not doing none of this shit for a month. Yeah. They're gonna lose way more money than you lose money. Trust that's me. That's a fact. That's a fact. Hold on, let me pause this shit real quick. Let me pause this shit real quick. Go ahead. Yep, uh, that was definitely a break. But um, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, so I, I guess you know to to bring it all in context, man. I, I know so many talented individuals, man, who are who do things at such a high level. But it feels like you know uh, the opportunities are limited. Mm-hmm. You know, and only so many people could do blah, 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 whatever. I don't believe that shit because we're the only culture that believes that. We're the only culture that that fucking condemn niggas who want to be rappers after 30. We're the only culture that condemn niggas for trying to, for working a nine to five, but then just deciding they want to do some other shit outside the norm. Like, we're the only culture that does that shit. Like, I, I feel like that should be a way for everybody, man. Like, I know so many creatives, bro. So many creatives that's doing shit at a higher level than even what's displayed nationally. Or, yeah. or what's on television or what's on the radio. But because of the current funnel system and these fucking suits, these fucking old white people, I'm gonna just say it, old white people that sit in fucking executive office and tell niggas what's gonna sell to niggas. Like, fuck yeah. out of here, bro. Like, how you gonna tell us what's gonna sell to us? You know I what saw, I'm saying? I know. I, I, I saw a video on Twitter. It was when Bobby Smurda was previewing some music, right? Mm hmm. And uh, the the caption was Bobby Smurda was lit during this. 
Mm-hmm. And so I commented on like, look around that room. Mm-hmm. It, it was one black person in that room. One black person. It was a bunch of white people. White people that look like they belong in accounting, bro. And I'm yeah, like, so these are the people that decide if this shit is lit or not, bro? Like, yeah, like they're the ones that's deciding like like what's gonna sell to our culture or for our culture. We've we've allowed this though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna sit here and completely blame them. We allow it too, you know? For sure. But that but that's why, you know, when it comes to Kanye's comment, Kanye West, um, if you said fuck Adidas and Nike and just came out with a fucking shoe. Niggas will buy it, bro. We'll buy it. We'll buy it. Niggas will buy it. And again, like I said, I'm not trying to bash him, but this is why I sometimes I take what he says with a grain of salt. Because mm-hmm. on these rants, right? Like I remember he was going on a rant because he's like, none of these fashion designers want to fuck with me. They don't want to sit in the meeting with me. What the fuck, like, nigga? Do what you do that shit on your own, bro. This is why sometimes like I just I don't understand it because. You know, he says I don't have a I don't have a seat in the boardroom at Adidas. Nigga, you you go get your own boardroom, bro. Mm. You you you're a billionaire, right? Dog, I and right here the guy. If I'm a billionaire, you can't tell me shit, bro. Why would I go in why would I go and partner with you? I'm gonna do this shit myself. There, there's there's no way, man. Yeah, so it's so you can't you can't tell me. You can't tell me with with your with, with the the creative things you've come up with over your career that you can't go and start someone. You can go design your own shoe. You can design your own clothes. You can do that. You can. Um, I was trying to look up the tweets, but there's so many, man. So what 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 we're referring to, man, is Kanye put a series of tweets out within the last week, uh, last couple of days, honestly, uh, since since I want to say Friday where he's pretty much going off about ownership and, and you know, how he was screwed in his record deal and how he's being screwed in the fashion industry and what, what creatives and artists, what should be happening for us creatives and artists. And my thing as, as someone who's on the ground level, trying to make it to the level of a Kanye or a Joe Button is, fam, you're there. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like, you're, you, you have no idea what it's like starting a podcast without a name. You have no idea what it's like. Being, let me not say that because you was, you was once a rapper and a producer without a name. Let me not say that. Let me not say that. You know what it's like. You know it. You know exactly what it's like. You know. So as someone who has, who's worth a Billy, because Kanye's worth a Billy. His music is worth probably a few hundred bill, but you know, we ain't gonna go that far. You know, like, bro, do it yourself. And I know you went off on Sway for this and you said, you know, Sway don't have the answers. I clearly don't have the answers, but it you got to start somewhere, just like you did as that producer making five beats a day through the summer. <laughs> just like you when you jumping on top of, when you're doing ciphers when you first moved to Jersey, New York, when you first started trying to raff a dame and hove and they looking at you crazy. You've done this, bro. Everyone has done this. So why not take it to the next level, man? Why not? Yeah. I, I, you know, like I said again, I just, it's hard for me to sit here and listen to him criticize, you know, other artists about not wanting to take that leap when I don't think he's really made that leap yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When he's in a better position than a lot of other people and he can take that, 
you know, I hear him call Drake out. You know what I'm saying? Like, why call Drake out to take a leap when you you're obviously in a higher position than him? You can do that. Yeah, and and like let me keep it a hundred with you, uh, yay, like. You know, that's the rumors out there of what's, you know, what's the real issue between you and Drake, uh, whether it be jealousy I know or... What it is. I, I, I know what it is. <laughs> what, you, what, what is, what is uh, to, So, I, I mean, I think it's the same reason he brings up Kendrick and, and Cole and Drake. It's inferiority. Mm. You know, I, you know, I think, you know, in the last probably five, six years, you know, Kanye is not the top artist like he was before. You got your Drake's, you got your Kendrick's, you got your Cole's. I think that did something to his ego. I, well, I, I mean, I, I really, why else does he always bring Drake up? Well, well, let me say this, yay, as your fan, and like, bro, you're my hero, bro. Keep it, keep it a buck with you. I ain't fucked with you lately, but you're still my hero, my nigga. Um, you start doing other shit. These are niggas focused on music. Drake could have been acting in Hollywood. Drake could have been doing all types of shit, but Drake's focused on his shit. Kendrick only does hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I mean, outside of little deals here and there, but like their primary focus is, is hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you start doing other shit, which I get you. I'm I'm like, I named this podcast ADHD for a reason, my nigga. I'm all over the place. So I totally understand where you're coming from. You can't sit in one, you can't, you don't belong in one box. And I'm I'm with you on it. Um but that's why, but that's not what you should be worried about, yay. Like, there's no fucking, like, you're on a different playing field, in my opinion, my opinion mm-hmm. only, than Drake. Love Drake, too. Drake, like, listen, Drake's in the same category as people I, I, I admire, people I look up to, even though he's younger than me, that's weird. Uh Like, you're in a different stratosphere as far as what you're, what you what you're capable of outside of hip hop and within hip hop and as a boss and as someone who, who's a staple in the game, as someone who's a, 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 a leading figure in the culture, like if Kanye West says, fuck distribution deals and starts a label slash distribution deal, everyone's gonna try to sign and everyone's gonna wanna try to hear it. If Kanye West starts his own clothing line, his own shoe company, niggas are gonna buy it, yay. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Jay-Z, same thing. Drake, you know, like I, I think, you know, like I think Drake's a little different. I think Drake is is more so an entertainer mm-hmm. than the rest. Not, not not saying he's not a boss, because he's a boss, but just you know, it's, it's levels of that shit. I like um, the entertainment value. I think he could do all more. these dudes, and, man. And, 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 I, and, I, and I think that's like not to not to cut you off. I, I think that's what the problem is. I think some people um I think especially Ye for 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 instance, I, I don't it's okay for somebody to be better at something than you, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's like, you know, we both hoop, right? Yeah. We're a better shooter, I'm a better passer. Mm-hmm. That's cool, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we both we both winning games. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. It's okay, I, but, I, but I think that's because you and I don't have this ego. Hold, hold, hold on one second, Sonny, hold on. Yeah. Quentin Jones, what's up? I told you I'm recording my podcast, so now you're live on my hey, podcast. Hey, you interrupting our shit, Q. Uh, my bad. No, what do you what do you have what do you have to say, Q? Now that you're live on the ADHD podcast. On FanDuel, when do you know if your bet was placed? <laughs> <laughs> and you call uh, us to gamble, nigga. <laughs> uh, if you go and look in active bets, it should tell you. Uh, okay, well, did you just pop up? 
Uh, actually, it didn't uh, when I first did it, but I noticed that um, I had to wait till the game started. And when the game started, I saw it in there. Like I said, I'm doing a podcast, so I, I don't want to pull up FanDuel and crash any of my programs. Okay. All right, Q. Bye. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, I love our friends, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, shout out to Q, man. Q, Q, I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna light your ass up. bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was you saying, Sonny? Before Q interrupted for a fan. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying. You know, it's it's okay for somebody to be better than you at something. You know, that don't make you less of a person. That don't make you, you know, inferior. Like, but I think that's that's the thing, though. You know, Kanye feels like he has to be great at everything, which which is understandable. But, um, yeah, I feel like you guys can do so much more together than yes. if you create a divide. And I mm-hmm. think that's what he's doing. He's creating a divide mm-hmm. between between two powerful people that can come together and do something really good for the culture. So, for sure, that's that's what upsets me most about the the Drake and Kanye thing too, because like like it's from a a selfish music consumer standpoint my god i want a drake and kanye project like i hear all this greatness that drake and future does and like oh, listen bro, don't bro. ever try to slander future in front of me because i'll fight niggas like <laughs> like i think future's the greatest but if drake and kanye start doing projects together fam hang it up i mean i mean bro like it's just like i said i mean end of the day i think i think we should be more about unity than division i think sometimes Especially when he goes at, you know, different artists or whatever, it creates a divide, you know, and yeah. it's counterproductive to what we're trying to do as a culture. We're trying to push ourselves forward. We're trying to take back what's ours. We're all about ownership. So, um, and then too, like, I just feel like if, if these conversations or these things are so important, they should be held behind closed doors. Like if you felt a certain type of way, I, I, I know for a fact you can get these guys on the phone. You know what I'm saying? So like, all right, you, you, you serious about this. You can pick up a phone and call me, bro. You you can email. You can send a text, bro. Mm. So that's why I I don't I don't really I'm not sure of the validity of all of these tweets because I feel like a lot of these conversations could be held, you know, between them, you know, behind closed doors. So. Nah, for sure, for sure. I and that's that's what I'm not I'm not in those circles yet. So I don't. That's one thing I really don't understand about celebrities is the public air out. Um, yeah, if I have I, smoke with someone, if I care enough about the relationship, I'm a, I'm gonna talk yeah, to you personally. I'm a, I'm a, or even if I don't have you, I'm trying to get in contact with you. If I if I think it's you know important enough, like I'm a mm-hmm. yo, I need to, I need to talk to you. Like this is important. Yeah, that's right. Whatever yeah. I can to get in contact with you. I, I don't think that's too far fetched to think that they can't get in contact with you. Yeah, and I'm also old school, man. Like if it's to that point where we gotta throw hands, we can, we can throw hands and be cool yeah, afterwards. Like. <laughs> And we I, honestly, I don't fault most of my friends growing up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah for sure. So I mean, yeah. again, like I said, I, I what what he's saying is is great. I agree a hundred percent with everything he's saying. I just question the validity of it sometimes because I think he could just go at it a different way. I I, I hate the way that sounds, but like no, nah, no, nah, it's, it's valid. You know what I'm saying? But I I, I think I I just can't take him serious all the time. I just I just can't I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucks with it, man. Well, I think we're actually at a good wrapping point, man. I, I, I actually like this episode of, of, of 
you know, more so just talking out, talking out stuff instead of just going off the topic list, man. Like, I really don't like the topic yeah. list to begin with anyway. I like Yeah, I like it, was, it was a short week, in my opinion, as far as news-wise. But, you know, I, I, want, I definitely want to get on, on Kanye because I wanted to clarify some things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, man, um, till the next episode, appreciate y'all tuning in. Appreciate all the new followers. Make sure y'all continue to follow the podcast, ADHD Podcast. Follow me, follow uh, my bro Trey, um, and we're going to keep doing this. Yeah, man. Yeah. Tune in, listen, send it to your friends, man. We're trying to grow this thing. We're going to be consistent for y'all, so y'all can, we can we can run it up, man. You know, just, just two normal dudes not already in the industry trying to break the industry down, man, and y'all hear what we about, man. So we, we really trying to, you know, not just, not just walk the, not just talk the talk, but walk the walk, so. Yeah. Appreciate you. We out. Yeah.